Welcome, Michael, to the Family Man Mindset Podcast. Glad to have you. I'm honored to actually have you as the first interview guest for the show. Uh, I want to start off a little bit about learning about you. What? Why don't you walk us through what uh, young Michael experienced uh, growing up and and your uh, how you were brought up? Well, I uh, just want to say thank you for having me, and uh, I appreciate the interview. So we're pretty excited about it. Um, so. I grew up in a household um, where my parents really weren't there a whole lot, um, but I stayed busy with football and I stayed busy with uh, choir in high school and stuff like that. Um, also, uh, parents were in the Amway business, even though they weren't home a lot. Um, we still, I was still involved in the motivation aspect of the business and having them take take us to those functions and stuff. I was very involved at a young age um, in motivational seminars and a lot of different things um, involving a lot of success- successful people. So I think that's um, kind of what sparked my um, wanting to urge to help other people also. I got exposed to the personal development world a lot later than, than that. How? How do you think that's that's really helped you uh, being exposed to that at such a young age? Well, I, I feel like it's more motivated me at the age of 31 to finally kick off what I've learned when I was younger. Um, you know, I've had a break in that from when I was doing it all the time as a teenager to being 31. And a lot of that was just a mix of being in the military and just doing my job and pretty much putting my dreams and stuff on the back burner. So, um, but I think um, learning about that stuff at an early age has kind of very, very well pushed me to um, start up my own business. And of course, um, a few other mentors of mine, including yourself, has pushed me to uh, get to the point where I want to help other people. Okay. Yeah. And you know that, I think that really will resonate with a lot of fathers, the whole, you have, you have visions for your future and then life happens and then you just buckle down and, and do it, do your job and try to, you know, make the best of everything. I know I've been there personally for a really long time as well. So I think that's, that's, uh, it's good to know that when what we learn at, at a young age can stick with us for so long, even if it's, you know, stagnant and we don't really know it's there. Uh, everything has its time. So I think that's, uh, that's awesome. So Definitely. what, what do you think, uh, what lessons do you think you've, uh, learned as you have begun your personal business journey? What, what lessons, uh, would you be able to share with other men that are looking to do something similar? Um, just started in the coaching business. Yeah. We're just being, okay. Or in any business in general, I guess more, more like entrepreneurship. I think that's something that a lot of men are interested in. Um, well, I, I think it takes the right mentors being in your corner. Um, it's not, it's not just a one way thing. Um, you have to have multiple people coaching you all the time on how to become an entrepreneur. And, uh, just, just in general, um, you need to stick to a routine daily. Um, 
by, you know, having self-motivation, um, having self-development, just learning all the time. And a lot of people, I think, think, oh, there's only so much you can learn, but there really isn't. Um, I'm still learning today. And obviously I've started my, my uh, coaching business only like four or five months ago, but I'm still learning every single day just how to be a good father and how to be a good relationship um, partner and stuff like that. Um, so, but I guess the, the key thing to me is um, having the right mentors in your corner and always asking questions, always being um, alert to what your dreams are, being present in the moment with that and just always, always in search of what you're meant to do and not, not exactly what you're told to do. Um, I believe in the society, uh, our society kind of teaches for you to just go get a job and do what you need to do. But I think a lot of us fathers and um, business owners, um, or when you become a business owner, you finally get to the point where you know what your dream is. And that's, to me, that's special, is helping other people with that. And just that excitement about other people finding their passion is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So now I know entrepreneurship journeys aren't, you know, an overnight thing. So why don't you let everybody know what you currently do? I mean, other than your business, as I know you are transitioning and working through that, but uh, why don't you walk us through what you currently do? And Well, uh, when I started, I actually started the Amway business a long time ago when I was uh, 18 years old and did that for a couple of years. And then I worked at Walmart for a few years and just felt stagnant, felt like I needed to do something more. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't want to work at Walmart rest of my life, which is, there's nothing wrong with, working, wrong with working at Walmart, but I just didn't want to do that. Um, so I joined the army, did that for four years as a firefighter. And now I currently still do that. I've been doing firefighting in the DOD in the army for about 11 years now. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. And I think on the entrepreneurship side, just learning in the last couple of years, um, just looking up past, uh, past motivational speakers and past business owners, learning their value as uh, how to own a business and stuff has gotten me to the point where I finally got my passion back, um, searching for something more. Okay. Yeah. That, that's awesome. And, and the reason I ask is I, I know firefighting isn't, you know, an easy job. It's time consuming. It pulls you away from the family at, you know, for extended periods of time. And then you're doing this and starting a business and then trying to raise a family and kids. And, and there's a lot of balance that goes on there. And it's, it's not an easy task. And I think a lot of men can really feel overwhelmed at times. So Mike, what do you do to help battle the overwhelm that comes with that kind of responsibility? Um, well, you're right about that. It's, it's definitely not easy. I'm, I'm gone for 48 hours and then I'm back home for 72. And sometimes it's, I'm, I'm only home for a day or two. So it definitely is very stressful to deal with that life um, as being a firefighter and just being gone for so long. And um, I think what, and it's, it's, it's not okay to put it off and just say, you know what, I'm going to be fine no matter what, because I feel like no matter what, you're going to have issues with depending on who has what job, 
Um, some people may be working, you know, 80 to 120 hours a week, um, just in general. But, um, I think what's helped me is I've gotten to the point where I've listened to a lot of my mentors. And when I get to the point where I'm just overwhelmed and I feel like I can't focus and I feel like I can't concentrate, I just learn to meditate and uh, do a little bit of hypnotherapy and get to the point where I'm listening to myself. Um, and then I feel like that's one of the most important things as a father figure in my household and uh, just being a parent is, and it doesn't have to be a father, it could be a mother. Um, I just feel like putting yourself first is the most important thing. Um, you and whoever you believe in your higher up, uh, God or Jesus, you know, I feel like putting yourself first and taking care of yourself is most important because if you can't take care of yourself, then you can't help take care of your children or your wife or your family just in general. So that's, I think that's my most important um, thing I'd like to do is worry about myself, uh, figure out exactly what I need to do, um, you know, to stay on a routine and to, you know, stay on task and then just go from there and slow down, breathe and slow down. Yeah. And, and uh, just for the listeners, I, I did not pay Michael to say that. So my, my first <laughs> few episodes actually touched on, you know, taking care of yourself as a priority so you can show up better for for your family. So uh, I'm glad you touched on that because that's that's something that I think a lot of men don't don't do. They're you know in the mindset of I've got to be the provider and I will sacrifice everything to take care of my family. And when we start doing that, we actually sacrifice that quality of the family of showing up for our family. Uh, because we think we're doing the right thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that too. The breathing, meditation, that kind of stuff really, uh, really gets you to um, a better mindset, a better state, so you can deal with the stresses. Uh, one thing, exercise for me is something that I don't do as often as I should, but man, I always feel better. I can be stressed out and after exercise or even just some activity, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is my thing. Uh, I, I like doing that. And if I go do that, I'll, I'll come back in a in hundred times better mood. So uh, there is a, definitely some uh, science behind that. So, Michael, I, I know we're talking about family a lot. And I know your situation is uh, probably the same uh, as a lot of other men out there or maybe even a little bit more complicated. So I know you have a mixed family, so I want to dive into that a little bit and, and unpack some of the challenges you see with that. So can you walk us through what your situation is and you know how many kids you have and how you're balancing some of this? Yeah, so having a mixed family definitely is uh, it can be a struggle at times. But uh, between me and my wife, we both have a son and a daughter, uh, and both of them um, on for her son and daughter and my son and daughter, which are all of our kids anyway. But each one of them has a different parent, so that alone right there, it's very stressful at times because you're trying to be on the same page as all the other parents and. I think that's um, one of the most important things is co-parenting, even if you're a step parent or just, you know, a parent and you're dealing with other step parents is 
having a great relationship with them, just doing what you can to strive to be a better person. And you don't need to be better than them, but just strive to be as nice as possible. And, you know, the um, exchanges of the children to be as smooth as possible, because that that alone, when you don't have those great relationships, affects the kids. Um, being a step parent definitely has had its um, definitely had had my issues because I have always tried to go in the fact of um, I was raised in actually a controlling house. So when my kids come or when my, my, all my, all the kids are at the house, I, I, I have tended to be the controlling figure in the house. And instead of listening to my children, I've been guilty to the point of being the controlling person in the house. Um, I think a lot of us fathers need to look at, you know, instead of reacting right off the moment, um, but even with your stepkids and if you don't get along with them right now, you know, you know, first listen to what they got to say and then, and then react after and think about it before you react. Because if you react in the wrong manner, that's going to stick with them for years. And you're not going to get to the point where you can build a relationship with, with your stepkids. You will actually push them away to the point of them never wanting to be in a relationship with you. So um, I think having a blended family has its, has its, um, has its trials and tribulations. But I feel like if you can just sit there and with your wife and you guys can make rules together also and create a environment for your children that's not hostile, but to the point where your children all can come to you or your step, the step parent at any time frame and just be open and talk to you, I think is the most important thing to have in a household. And like I just said, uh, to both be on the same page. Um, I think that's another struggle of mine and Chelsea's was both of us needed to be on the same, same page parenting. She would parent and we, we both work opposite schedules where I come home and she goes to work and then she comes home and I go to work kind of thing. So we don't really get many days off. And that when we first started our relationship, it was hard because she would parent the kids one way and I'd come home and parent them a totally different way. And it was just so confusing for the children. So having that um, bond between your household is probably the most important thing to have in a blended family. Yeah, so it's all about communication, right? I mean, I I don't have a blended family. I have, I have my my three kids, and I still struggle with some of the same stuff you're talking about. I mean, it's it's getting on the same page with Jolene and making sure that you know we are expecting the same things from each other. I was, when I traveled a lot for work, I mean, she was almost like a single parent. I'd be gone for two weeks. I'd come home for a week, but still work locally. So I wasn't really around as much as I'd like to be, but it was kind of the same thing. She's raising a kid one way, how she knows how, cause I'm not there. And then when I come home, I'm trying to parent somewhat completely different. And it, and it did, it caused a lot of of a tension between us. So I, I can appreciate what you're going through when you're trying to do this with, you know, tenfold the different parenting styles. Uh, it's definitely going to be a challenge. So the communication portion of it's going to be way more important for you. And you're not just communicating with, uh, with Chelsea, you're communicating with 
all of the other parents as well. So that is that is a a, a challenge in itself. And I want to I like what you were talking about with the uh, not reacting. So uh, just to dive a little bit more into that, you know, there's been many times where I've you know just reacted because you know your emotions get the best of you your, your kids are loud and everything's chaos and then you just react and you snap and you get them try to get them in line but just like you said if depending on the situation and you can really damage your relationship and the respect of your kids uh it's always better to slow down and then uh, i think it was put uh you don't react, you respond. Uh, so taking the time to think about that and and respond instead of react, I think that's super powerful. One, one thing that I've heard is sometimes we don't treat our kids, uh, we, we, we think of them differently. We don't think of them as they're just little people. You know, they, they have the exact same needs and uh, need for respect and security as we do as as grown adults so sometimes we just don't take that into account that they're just little people just like us and when we when we treat them as such and not as their superior where you're saying here you come in and you listen to what they have to say and then respond that puts you on a level you know the same playing field and i think that's that's a super powerful uh tactic that you can use when you're when you're raising your kids definitely Let's let's dive into uh, what yeah I know we're talking a lot about you know some of the challenges of parenting. I want to talk a little bit about the joys of parenting. What what do you enjoy most about being a dad? I think that I enjoy most uh, coming home and just spending time with my kids. Um, I used to just come home and go hide, but now I I really enjoy the time with them. Um, I feel like being a father is, is very important and just being there for your kids is, is more important than, than what you think. Um, just if you can just be present in the moment with them and spend every waking moment with them and just enjoy it, um, that alone will be a huge impact on, on your children and your stepchildren just in general. Um, my, I guess my most favorite thing about being a father is, uh, just the point that I get to, I get to be a dad to five kids. To me, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, just to be able to go have fun with them. And like my favorite things to go to the trampoline park with them and go crazy. Um, when I can, when we don't have the baby, obviously. Um, but just being a kid with them and just enjoying those moments I feel is, uh, the most important thing in a kid's life and just being there in the moment, um, learning new hobbies with them, Um, currently I'm trying to get, um, some of the kids into golf and stuff and they're super excited about it. So that's one hobby that I'm looking forward to getting them, um, used to and maybe getting to the gun range and stuff. So they get them used to how to, um, learn about firearms and stuff like that. Just stuff like that, getting out of the house, getting, you know, going to play soccer, football, you know, something, just getting out of the house and doing something with them is probably the most important thing to do to build that relationship with them and uh, to be there as a father every time you can for any sporting event, any event you can. 
and, and be able to take them to those events also after school. That's awesome. So, yeah, now I want uh, that, that just brings up a, a thought here. Think back to maybe when you're 10, 11, and it's Christmas morning and you're opening a present. What did you get? Do you even uh, remember? No, not at 10. Um, I'm guessing it was probably like a, a bike. Probably, I'm guessing a bike is what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's it's kind of one of those things that's not super important, right? You don't you don't hold and cherish those memories, but what you're talking about here is is a memory building thing. Like I remember or I can't remember anything my dad bought for me, uh, you know, at, at a young age. The the things I for our kids, uh, things don't matter. It may seem like it matters to them because they're you know, the ooh, shiny object, I'm gonna, yeah, I like this, but they like everything, right? So it yeah. doesn't matter what we're buying them. But what you're talking about here is giving them an experience. I remember experiences with my father. Uh, you know, hunting is one of those things. There's some, and, and the hunting, some of that was not pleasant. You know, <laughs> I was cold, walking, <laughs> tired, you know, knee deep in snow, uh, uphill both ways, you know, the whole nine yards. But yeah. it, it wasn't a super pleasant experience at the time, not all the time, but now, you know, looking back, those are the memories that really resonate with me. So what you're talking about here is all about giving them experiences and being there. And what you had said about being present, that is, uh, I think a lot of people need to hear that because what I think what we tend to do as fathers when we're, we're not aware of it, we'll go to work. We work hard. We try to provide for our family. We come home and we're like, well, we just want to unwind, right? So we're, you know, whatever you do to unwind, watch TV, you're looking at Facebook or something like that. So you're home, but you're not present. And I think that is what's really important here is to be present when you're around your family. Uh, you know, one thing that, that we had a, you know, we let we let happen a little bad habit we let happen was phones at the table right so yeah for a while there the kids are playing on their phones while we're eating dinner and there's like hardly any conversation so we we implemented hey no phones at you know dinner time is family time so now we are all present and i will tell you it has made a tremendous improvement on the conversations we have uh, and learning about our kids and just being present with their with them. So I think that's that's a very important thing is just be present uh, and give experiences that they'll you know cherish and remember forever. Definitely. So as a father, I look at my kids and I you know I think man there's there's so much that I want to teach them that I want them to know. What's What's a life lesson? If you could pass on one life lesson that they really sinks in with your kids, what kind of life lesson would that be? Um, I wrote a few things down, um, but I think I think the most important thing is never settle for anything less than you deserve. And what I mean by that is, like I said earlier, society kind of just tells us what we need to do with our life. Um, I feel like finding that passion um, and 
in our in the kids' lives um, when they grow up is the most important thing to do. And I just, yeah, never settle for anything less than and than that than they deserve is what I want to teach my children. That's probably the most important um, aspect that that I would like to teach them. Um, a lot of there's a lot of uh, I guess in society, kind of you know, like I said, that teaches kids how to teaches how, teaches kids and just people alone how to like, hey, just go get a job, go make some money, and do what you need to do to build a family and survive. I want to be able to teach my kids how to find their dreams and passions and turn that into something that they love. And don't ever settle for anything less than what they want. Now, if making $20,000 a year is something that they want to do, then so be it. Um, I'm not going to tell them that they're doing it wrong. Um, but that's the most important thing to do is, is always strive to find their passion and not settle for anything less than what they, what they deserve. Yeah. I think that's important, Matt. So what would you suggest to, to other people listening to this podcast that how would you help them find what their passion is or give them tips on how to help their kids find their passion? Well, um, I don't, I, my belief is when you start, when you raise children is to try to get them involved in school and anything that they can possibly get interested in. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be golf. It could be any kind of sport. It could be, you know, after school robotics. Um, I really enjoyed that as a kid. My, my science teacher took me in and I did robotics and I kind of wish I stuck with that. That was a really cool thing that I enjoyed. Um, just literally anything. If you can get your kids involved in ever any kind of after school activity or just something that they are interested in. Like, uh, I know my, my daughter Riley, uh, we got her interested in some Taekwondo and she really liked that. And then we started getting her into other stuff when she got, she got kind of bored of it and we got to, um, give her some horseback riding, um, some horseback riding lessons. So when she does three of those, she gets to work for, um, the guy that does the program and then she gets free riding. So, um, just in general, it doesn't need to be a sport. It could just be a hobby. It can be anything. Just get them into something, um, that would keep them busy and something that they're interested in and always be open with them. If they, if they fall out of love with it and they're, you're just making them go, they're not going to enjoy it. You know, find something that they really want to do and just get them started with that. And then I feel like also teaching them when they get older and start going to college is, you know, you don't have to go to college to be successful either. You know, um, find something that you really love to do and learn how to create a point where you're uh, helping other people um, find their, your, those passions also. Um, if you're very passionate about, about one thing, um, when the kids turn about 18 ish and they become an adult, you know, stick with it. Um, there's always ways to build businesses. There's always ways, um, to help people in anything that you're passionate about nowadays. So I would just say, just tell your kids to stick with what they really love and what they're passionate about. Yep. I think that is, is, a. Uh jogs my memory here. So I, th I think what I'm hearing, uh, and correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but 
it's it's experience try trying things out uh, and the reason I say that is because as I've grown up in, in my own life uh, shoot, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was graduated high school you know I, I jumped into the workforce kind of you know forced myself into the workforce thinking man I don't I don't want to do this job but it every step of the way that I tried something new that I haven't done before I ended up liking maybe not loving but uh, a lot of that stuff I would have never known that I liked had I not done it and I think what you're saying here is you can find some things that they're interested in and they get a, give it a try and that'll confirm whether you know it's their passion or if they just you know oh well, that was fun we'll, we'll move on to the next thing because I think we all do that in some sort some fashion right uh, yeah I think it's the uh, giving our kids the freedom and opportunity for choosing that and then giving them some guidance and putting things in front of them to try, right? They don't, may not know what's out there that, uh, that they might like. So giving them those opportunities to explore, uh, I think would be impactful as well. Exactly. And, um, you know, not every kid at the age of 18 is going to find out what they're going to be passionate about, what their purpose is in life, you know, but like you said, just trying to, um, get them to, open their mind to the possibilities is I feel like the best option for them as they get to that age. Michael, I think we're getting close to the end here, but I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing because you're the host of a podcast as well. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So my podcast is called accountability mentorship. Um, I started it in January. Um, I took a little hiatus cause I was having some issues with myself, but I feel like, you know, like we talked about earlier, um, getting to the point where you can figure out what's wrong with yourself and, and knowing it and then moving on is probably the biggest thing you need to do for your business just in general. Um, but, um, my podcast is called accountability mentorship and, um, started a business, um, just this last year on coaching, but also I want to get to the point where I'm helping, um, business owners learn how to run their own businesses um, but also teaching customers how to just in general succeed in life, how to find their passion and purpose in life, um, I feel like is the most important thing. It doesn't have to be a business owner. It could be someone that just wants to run a nonprofit organization that doesn't know they want to do that. Um, just helping, I feel like the general population get to the point where, you know what? someone can wake up and say, you know what? I don't want to work at this job for 30 years. I don't want to work at this job for 50 years. I want to do what I love to do. And that's, that's what I do is I, I teach people how to get to that point. And then when they get to that point, I also teach them how to make that their sole job, um, not job, but, um, their sole passion and somehow create a way to make a living off of that. I think you, what you have going on there is really helpful. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that, working a job they may not like, but not knowing the direction to go to change that. Or maybe they have an idea, but they just don't have the, uh, you know, the mindset to say, yeah, I'm ready to take that dive. So, yeah, I think you're doing there is really good. It's really helpful, and it's going to be super impactful for a lot of people. 
Well, Michael, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up there. I really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing with us some of your knowledge about raising kids uh, and then a little bit about yourself. I think you are doing a tremendous job in raising a family, a mixed family, and still knocking it out of the park with supporting and then building a business, running a podcast. You got a lot going on, Michael, and I think you're gonna you're gonna do great things. Uh, listeners, there, if if you want, uh, Michael, where can uh, they reach out to you? Where they where can they find you? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook on accountability, accountability mentorship. I also that's accountability mentorship page, and then accountability mentorship group. Also, you can find my podcast. Uh, my name is Michael W L Fields, and that's under accountability mentorship. Also, um, and if you get to the point where you want to join the group, just send an invite. If you want to join the page, um, all that stuff I normally post um, a few times a week. Just. Uh, uh, add a little bit of motivation to everyone's week. But right now my, 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 my main priority is uh, my accountability mentorship podcast. So please stay tuned and check it out. Awesome. Well, Michael, I really appreciate you coming on and listeners. If you want uh, to learn a little bit more about accountability mentorship and starting a business, uh, Michael Fields is here to help you and you can find them at those places. So, all right, Michael, I'll, Appreciate you coming on and and we'll catch you next time.